Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host. The show, which began in September of 2019, was formerly known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy, and the library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Senior Straight Talk. They can also be downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel, so please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, watch out for my upcoming free caregiver stress recovery challenge, helping caregivers find a path to bringing much needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, my registered trademark, which is also the basis of a self-care commitment letter and teaches strategies for my proprietary framework for self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness. Strategies that will help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basics. It will be available once again in the near future on a new platform. My latest book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve? is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes and assisted living residences across the country. I'm honored that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book, so I hope you'll purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. I appreciate your support and hope you'll spread the word on this all-important topic. Senior Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Senior Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. Senior Straight Talk is happy to have Active Pure Technology as a Senior Straight Talk sponsor. Active Pure Technology is an active patent technology that is the clean air solution for COVID pollution. Active Pure Technology delivers measurable and guaranteed results, giving you the peace of mind to know that you are providing a safe environment and the best protection for the people you care for, whether in your business or in your home. And now I'd like to introduce today's guests. Like many others of the millennial generation, my guest is hungry to help his clients and build a legacy of service. 
Graduating summa cum laude with a degree in education, he has a profound understanding of how to communicate with people of any age, listen to their concerns, and work to find the best possible solution. Struggling with student loan debt led him to become fascinated with real estate and with personal finance and investing, and he educated himself on ways to get out of debt and build wealth. He developed a passion for real estate investing and sales, developing a signature service to members of the community by helping them build wealth through the home buying or selling process, drawing on his education, exemplary communication skills, and his caring for others. He sought an opportunity to combine his knowledge of train, bus routes, and major highways with the many home buyers and sellers who were seeking homes with access to public transportation. He became known as the commuter's realtor, which has grown into a commuter's team it, that services all of Northern New Jersey. So I'd like to introduce to you, David Segro. So welcome, David. It's such a pleasure to have you here today on Senior Straight Talk. And I want to give the listeners a little bit of a background on, on how we met and how this is coming together. And it just goes to show to be open to conversation, open to meeting new people. Uh, so it started in a very different place from where it ended up and how you're coming on the Senior Straight Talk, right? Yes. So um, you had mentioned in this event that we were at that you were in real estate and uh, because you're in New Jersey and I'm a member of the Northern New Jersey Chamber of Commerce, I thought that might be a good introduction for you. And through the process of conversation, I was telling you what I do in my passion for the elder care space and working with older adults and developing mindful longevity solutions so that people can age healthfully and gracefully and that I think it really is some of our responsibility to do that, especially since the cost of, of medical care in this country is so astronomical, especially as people age. And you were telling me about your experience working with older adults. And I said, wow, I love it. Can you come on the podcast and talk about this? So that's how we got together. Yes. That's the story. So. Can you say now what you told me in that very brief conversation? I don't think we were talking more than five minutes. Yeah, but maybe it, at the most. Yeah, it was so, it really resonated with me about balance and the importance of exercise. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so right, talk about just right, never know, never knowing who you're sitting next to. So having this conversation. Yeah, I've been, I've been a health and physical education teacher for the past 10 years over in uh, Secaucus Middle and High School. And outside of being a teacher, I was doing personal training also. And really kind of by accident, I started personally training really older clients, mostly women, because I had a friend of mine whose mom got diagnosed with osteoporosis and low bone density. And at the time, I've only trained really like high school to college athletes. And she was like, hey, listen, you know, my mom was told that she needs to start doing some type of resistance training to try to build her bone densities because, you know, it's very low and, you know, the doctor's very concerned. And she's like, you think you can help her? I'm like, listen, I think 
you know, applying all the principles that I've learned through school and through training people. Yeah, I think I could definitely help her. So I took on her mom as a client and we were doing it relatively just once or twice a week and just for an hour, just basic resistance training with basic movements, progressively overloading those movements. And over the course of a year, all of her numbers, when she went back for her annual checkup, like skyrocketed over a hundred percent on everything. And just her mobility increased, her strength increased, and just her general, just well-being. She just felt amazing. And we were only, again, just doing it a couple times a week. And it became just kind of like an accidental niche that I just kind of started doing outside of teaching because other women that she knew because they were in the same demographic and age group also were getting told or getting diagnosed with the same issues of osteopenia, osteoporosis. Um, and they also just weren't leading an active lifestyle. So just implementing, you know, some physical activity on a consistent basis really helped a lot of these women that I started training increase their bow density and thus right just giving them a better quality of life so now that you mentioned osteopenia and osteoporosis can you just give a very short explanation of what that is for people who might not know those terms yeah sure so anytime especially as we get older as just humans right the density of the bones is unless you're obviously doing things actively to maintain or strengthen them the quality or the, the hardness or the density of the bone starts to decrease. So whether you're just not making any more bone cells or whether they're wasting away from inactivity or just lack of use, because the big thing here outside of gravity, you know, in a sense, causing an outside force on our bones, our muscles pull on our bones. So, right. If you don't actively exercise your, you know, your body, the bones start to deteriorate or just in a sense, start to, not produce any more of the actual osteocytes that build the bones themselves or the cells of the bones. So this has become basically how we've tried to help women, especially that's become the, the, the clients that have helped the most rebuild or just strengthen their bones through trying to combat osteopenia, osteoporosis, that bone loss or bone wasting with physical activity. So uh, do you think that more women experience this than men? From what I've seen from, from studying this, yes, women are more predisposed to these type of conditions over the course of their life. And what I've been seeing too, from just because I like to read the research, it's really kind of almost like building the gas tank or increasing your reserves as you're younger. So now I've seen that women who are in their 20s and 30s to start then is actually a great way to prevent it down the line because it's like you're building kind of this extra reserves in your bones to have those extra cells kind of stored and ready if they're needed for the future or when they're needed for the future because it kind of becomes an inevitability if you're not active. Mm. So I, I would venture to say as part of the baby boomer generation that this has not been something that was stressed when I was younger. This is something that's become more um, prevalent, more accepted, um, more known as time has gone on. You know, the proliferation of gyms and being active and exercise. And when I was a, a kid, there was somebody on television, his name was Jack LaLanne, who used to encourage exercise, 
But, you know, women really weren't so active years ago as they are nowadays. Correct. You know, people, what... people run, they go to the gym. And so I think there's a greater propensity for younger people to do that. Although I have to tell you, right now I'm helping out in a nursing home upstate New York. And most of those people are not active. A couple of them, uh, one gal just turned 30 and then another gal who I think she might be in her 40s or 50s started going to the gym. Uh, mm. But but for the most part, these are people who are pretty sedentary. Correct. So this is something I should really impart to them, right? Yeah, it's really trying to just stress, right? It's not about going crazy for just, you know, 30 days, 60 days or 90 days where you see a lot of people take these challenges up, which they're great. But really the philosophy is just trying to instill consistency in physical activity over the course of your lifetime. And that's where as a teacher, I'm very fortunate because I teach from sixth grade through 12th. So I have the chance of having students because in New Jersey, we're required or the state requires students to have physical education every year up until they graduate high school. So I can literally see a student from literally 12 years old to about 18. And that's really kind of my core philosophy is trying to build in, hey, listen, whatever the activity is you like to do, let's find it, but let's be consistent because really that's where for most people, it could be prevented by just finding something that they consistently enjoy doing. And right then you can prevent this because a lot of times it really is people get these different types of ailments just because they just weren't active enough through the course of their whole life. And now it's finally catching up to them. And they're like, wow, now what do I have to do? Like, well, if we would have just did this from the start, we could have really prevented it, which is what's great about this type of, um, you know, uh, protocol. It's just, it's really just promotion of health and wellness. We're not trying to give them just say a quick fix. It's more just, we're trying to increase their activity level throughout the whole life. Right. So it's interesting because, um, I used to, I was ballroom dancing for several years. I took it up, um, I'd say about now, it's about eight years ago. And there were a variety of reasons. Uh, my teacher was a distance away. There were some financial reasons, um, time-wise. So I kind of, uh, I'll say I'm on hiatus because I love it and I have to go back <laughs> to it. It's, it's in me. Um, and then I was working out with a personal trainer for two and a half years. And I was doing that really for dancing. Okay. Yes. So um, interestingly enough, once COVID started and then I was home for a long period of time and I do have exercise equipment in my house. I have an elliptical rider and I have weights, mm -hmm. but you know, even though I was doing it for a while, then I, I think as with many other people, there was just a, this mental fog that set in and it, it, it was, it was a, I'll call it a depressing period in a way, right? And um, so I found myself doing a lot of sitting. A lot of things I was doing were in front of the computer for long hours. And um, after a while, I realized that even walking in my house, walking up and down the steps, I could feel the difference in my legs. I felt like my muscles were, I don't want to use the word wasting, but I could, I could just feel the difference. I said, this just feels terrible. And it took me a mm -hmm. while to feel better again. And that only happened through physical activity. And it didn't take a lot. Like you said, I have steps in my house. I actually practice walking up the steps every other step. So that was really exercising my legs a little more. Um, 
I tell people, you know, there are things that you can do, you can incorporate into the habits that you have. So it doesn't yeah. seem like some big activity that you have to schedule. So for instance, and I've talked about this quite a, quite a number of times that um, I make this uh, smoothie every morning. It's based on a particular formula. And the first one I have to, um, it has to blend for 25 seconds. And every day while I'm doing that, I do calf raises. Ah. And I've increased the number of calf raises I could do in 25 seconds, right? And then sometimes when I have things in the microwave, I say, well, I'm just standing here. I might as well do some jumping jacks or do some more calf raises or do some arm stretches. So you can incorporate if you if I think if you pair it with habits, it becomes something easier that you can do because it's just you're pairing it with something that you're doing every day rather than having to schedule something separately. What do you 100%. think of that concept? Well, you know, it's so funny that you you bring this up because I'm actually so the current book I'm reading right now is called Atomic Habits by oh, James Clear. Yeah, Atomic and Habits, right. Literally, this is this is what what you're saying is habit stacking, right? It's something that you're normally doing every day and then pairing it with right another habit that you want to incorporate that right for this example is is health and wellness. But I think that's so cool because right, if you're gonna if you're gonna make that shake every day, if you're gonna use that microwave every day why not pair it with something right that can be more beneficial because you're going to be there anyway might as well make better use of your time and get more right whether it's steps jumps calf raises right anything you can do to accumulate more total minutes of activity a day i think it's great i think that's probably one of the best things you could do without having to go crazy and just shift your schedule around is like build more things into that routine schedule Right, because people say they don't have time, right? They don't have five minutes. They don't have, I think you always have five minutes. So here's a way to find minutes that you, where you're already doing something else. And what are you doing during that? Okay, so maybe you're washing dishes during that time, or maybe you're, you know, moving things around in your refrigerator or putting things out on a plate, but you could always do that. You have to do that anyway. What if you use that time and say, you know, this is a time for self-care. It's two minutes. I have something in the microwave. I could do something for myself. That yeah. really is benefiting you over the long haul, not even just in those two minutes. Correct. Right. I don't, I don't know if people think about it that way. No, I don't. And I think that's what's the beauty of, right? Just, again, we do sometimes these things already, but to read it in a book right now, and it's so great that you brought this up because I'm like, right, the application is there if you just kind of analyze what am I doing every day and how can I make it more right? How can it be more efficient? How can I include more activity? Because really that's all it is, is just trying to get more minutes of activity under your belt daily that right just previously you weren't doing. Right. Uh, that's like people with wearing the watches uh, that count your steps, right? Correct. So I, as I said, I'm working in this um, building and, um, so I was taking the elevators from floor to floor. There are only two floors. And mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, I said, you know, I don't know why I'm doing this because, you know, for years when I worked in buildings, I trained myself to take the steps more often because, you know, for that very reason. And um, 
So I've started to do that and I feel so much different, you know, okay, maybe at first of all, I have to walk down the hallway to get to the steps. So those are extra steps and it's only, you know, two short landings, but I do every other step and I could see the difference in how I feel, even my energy level throughout the day, because I'm really moving and getting my blood circulating and getting my muscles engaged. Right. Such a simple thing. You got to go there anyway. Might as well take the stairs. Right. So I, I think that this is very important. I think it's so great that we connected around this. And then I was telling you that, I, and I hope I can have her on the podcast next week or the week after, but it's someone I met at a dinner and it just goes to show about conversation. We met at a holiday dinner. She heard me talking with um, the, the mother of the people who were having the dinner, who's in her 80s, and we were talking about ageism. And uh, then she and, she and I started talking and she told me she developed this app with her sons around helping people improve their balance as they age. Mm. It, it's really a very inventive app, very ingenious. So I hope I'm going to uh, have her on senior straight talk in the next couple of weeks. But I'll if I do, um, I'll certainly share it with you because I think the app is in the it's it's been developed, but I think they're in the stage of trying to get funding to, you know, increase its use. But you might be interested in it because I don't think it's only for older people. I think that's for anybody, because as you were saying before we started, even working with kids, sometimes they can't see their body mechanics um, compared to the person who's demonstrating. And then you always have to have the proper form. Otherwise, it's not really benefiting you. Correct. Yeah, I think that has that has a lot of application, like you said, not just for older people, right, whether it's middle aged or young people, I think anybody can benefit from again, just the the awareness of how their body moves and where it is in space. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to take a short break on Senior Straight Talk sponsored by Active Pure Technology, because now in the second uh, segment, I want to talk about how we connected about real estate and how that also connects to the senior space. So we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk with David Segro. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk. I'm here with David Segro, and we spent the first segment talking about physical exercise, the importance of exercise, especially, especially as we age, but the importance of really 
establishing those patterns from your younger years so that as you age, you have that reservoir of capability and um, cells and bone density to, to carry you through your older years. But as I said, when we started, I really met David around real estate uh, because we were at an event. He was talking about his, his new uh, venture in real estate. And I was connecting him with someone at a chamber of commerce near where he lives in the Northern New Jersey Chamber of Commerce. Uh, but I thought that this could also be relevant for Senior Straight Talk because there are so many people that are selling their homes as they get older. Uh, maybe they want to downsize. Maybe they feel they're moving into a different environment. Maybe they're moving in with their kids. And then there are people in their 40s buying homes who really want to purchase homes where they'll have space for their parents or older loved ones if the need arises. So I thought this would be perfect um, for you, David, so that we can talk about that and your experience in that space. Awesome, yeah. So have you, you were saying uh, before we started that you're selling the, uh, a home for somebody who's moving to another state. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, that experience or what you're finding amongst, you know, people of different demographics in terms of buying and selling homes? Yes, it's really been, I'd say since the pandemic has started, it's really been a pretty big exodus out of New Jersey. I'm just speaking specifically for my market. We've had a lot of people predominantly, whether they're selling because they're retiring or they're selling because they just want to move out of the state. Everybody or a large majority have gone down to the Carolinas, down to Florida, down to Texas, um, right, for more space, because New Jersey is very densely populated. So unless you're going out to some of the counties that are more, you know, spacious in terms of the acreage, you have a lot of people on top of each other, which I think the pandemic caused a lot of people to not obviously want to be on top of each other. So mm. I've seen that. And I've seen a lot of people, whether they're at retirement age or close to retirement age, this might have been with the worldwide pandemic, a push for them to feel out, well, maybe this might not be where I want to stay. Where do we have options? Where might there be better tax advantages? Because New Jersey is a very high um, tax state. So in terms of for people living on a fixed income, that becomes a big factor every month in their monthly expenses. So right, a lot of people are looking elsewhere to potentially move and also take extended family with them. So I've seen that as well, where whole families you know, whether it's the parents, the grandparents, aunts or uncles um, are all kind of pooling their money and then potentially buying properties that have what they call ADUs, which is additional dwelling units, where there might be a house with maybe a cottage house or some other type of unit on the same property, but spaced out. So they're kind of, in a sense, having their own space, but they're close enough to their family. So that's also become very popular. And that's what I've seen too, in the construction side, a lot of towns have been doing that as well. So subdividing the property and building another um, building on that same lot. Hmm. Interesting uh, about that. Um, do you know about Minka Homes? Mm, no, I don't. Okay, so Minka Homes, it's M-I-N-K-A, was developed by Dr. Bill Thomas. And these are small dwellings. Uh, they are quite small. But he developed them because he felt that people outlive their space. 
you know, or this, no, it's, and the space outlives them really. The space is too much for them to handle mm. um, or to manage, right? So he developed these small homes called Minka homes. And I think they do have different sizes. So it would be the size, let's say, of a studio apartment or a one bedroom apartment or maybe a small two bedroom apartment that can be on a property. And um, so that might be an interesting thing for you to look into if you know of people that are looking to have a piece of property large enough, maybe they don't have to build something, maybe they can get something that's kind of, I guess it's kind of like a prefabricated, but it's all inclusive. It has everything that a person needs and is has enough space for them to move around, but not too much space that would cause a problem for them. Yeah, for sure. Because that's always one of the biggest things for people that are that I've seen selling recently is they they have so much home and they just they don't want to maintain it. They don't have enough people to fill it anymore. So, right, you're paying for all that extra space. And that has become a big reason, too, why people are downsizing, you know, why not get something more, you know, more manageable from the maintenance perspective? And then obviously, too, it would be, you know, less costly from a from a just a dollars perspective as well. Right. Absolutely. So um, have you, you know, have you had a lot of experience with people that are, you know, from one demographic as opposed to another demographic? I mean, you're talking in general terms, but um like, what would, you, what would you, what advice, let's say, I, I guess I would say, would you give to a person, let's say, who's, you know, an older demographic, like maybe 67, 60s, 70s, as opposed to somebody who's a demographic that may be 40s or 50s, or 40s, I'll say, who's buying a home and kind of thing. What I would say the, yeah, biggest piece of advice I would say for, especially people in their 60s and 70s. I mean, because of what we've been seeing with the baby boomer generation now getting to that age of really being able to then write, whether it's retire or they're already retired and they're kind of assessing what type of lifestyle they want to live. For most of them I've seen, right, especially if they have a lot of equity, maybe their mortgage is completely paid off. They bought it, you know, 30 plus years ago. With the market as it is right now being such low inventory, especially in New Jersey, you know, homes that are for sale in certain towns, they sometimes don't even last more than a day. You know, they're put up on a weekend and, you know, there might be so many offers that come in on just say a Saturday, Sunday open house. They might have an offer chosen within, you know, 48 hours of putting it live. Wow. On. So then the question becomes for those people, it's like, all right, we, we're, we're selling it, but where do we go? Mm -hmm. And that's always the biggest objection when, when I've seen talking to sellers like, yeah, we want to sell Dave, but you know, where are we going to go if this thing goes that quick? Now, you know, we're going to be left holding our bags. What's our options? And that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen for that specific age group of people 60 plus is having that kind of, we'll have that sit down, that conversation, because that is a very, you know, common scenario, especially right now in this market. So the big thing that I've seen too, from the construction standpoint is a ton of communities being built all over the place, whether it's New Jersey or out of state um, that are 55 and, you know, and up communities. And they're really great because same thing, they usually have all the amenities included. It's very easy from a transportation standpoint. So I would say for people in that age group, the advice would be the time is still to sell because you're going to get 
in a sense, much more than what you paid for it X amount of years ago, even if you only bought it recently, the appreciation over the past, you know, 24 months plus has been just unbelievable for sellers. So they're just making out great right now. And I'd say for people in their 40s and 50s, it's it's more of a, or just first time home buyers in general, it's kind of more so, do you see yourself being here long-term? Because even if you're buying it, just say high over the course of a longer time span, right? You're not going to lose holding the real estate if it's a long-term play. If it's something less than five years, maybe then that's when I try to talk to a lot of people. If you're not going to be looking to be in this specific location for the long run, sometimes it's not worth buying. You're better off renting, even though potentially you're not, you know, paying down the mortgage, you're just renting from the long-term perspective. If you know you're not going to be there for a long time, I would say then that's, that's probably not your best choice off the bat. Hmm, interesting. So uh, there's something that you mentioned uh, that has come under, um, I'll say conversation, I don't want to say criticism, in recent, more recent years. And that has to do with these communities for older adults. And the reason that it's really come under uh, conversation is because it tends to segregate people and it tends to reinforce the idea that older people belong someplace else mm -hmm. or they're isolated from the kind of the rest of society. And that kind of, um, I would say, adds to this idea, this ageist way of thinking about older people. They're retired, they don't have a lot of value. They're not quote unquote, working productive members of society. They live over there in that place and mm -hmm. they play shuffleboard and swim and we don't have to think about them. Yeah. And I believe that that really contributes to our attitudes about age that have to do with ageism. And there are many people now who are looking askance at those communities because of that and, and thinking that really there should be more intergenerational communities that are created because it's important for the generations to, to meet, to converse, to understand each other. Older people have tremendous value that unfortunately in this country, we don't really uh, see that much or we don't, place that great value on older adults in our communities so much. And that um, not only that, it's good for older people to be around younger people, to hear laughter and fun and uh, see people enjoying themselves. And it helps them remember when they did. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of value in that. And to talk about that. So one of the things I've I really want to talk to, well, the event we went to, by the way, was Secret Knock, in case our listeners don't know. And the event is produced by Greg Reed. And one of the things, it's, it's hard to have a conversation with him. I mean, he's a, pretty, uh, he's a pretty busy guy and he kind of talks in short spurts. But one of the things I really wanted to talk to Greg about is what I think, one of the greatest things I think he's created is that this event is across people of all ages and generations. Now I'm 69, I don't even know what age you are, but I know you're a lot younger than I am. <laughs> 33, yes. Okay, 33, there you go. And um, so 
I mean, look at that. I approached you because you were talking about real estate. Here you're now on Senior Straight Talk talking about uh, physical ability and the importance of being active throughout your years. And now we're talking about real estate. And I think that he's created such a phenomenal atmosphere because there were people that were, you know, younger than you, right? And I've, I had a conversation with someone who's doing some uh, great things on the... Um, on the um, uh, the metaverse, right? And we had yes. a conversation about how maybe some of what I'm doing might be able to fit into that, you know, that space possibly. Um, but I think it's great because this is people just talk with each other. As you said, they talk with each other. No one says, oh, those are the younger people or those are the older people. Everybody is open. And so that kind of uh, carries over to what I was saying about communities. I think that was probably one of the funnest things about the event was just, yes, meeting and talking to so many people, right? Age, right? They, they had the, um, uh, the one group of elementary school children that were there. Right. I thought that was phenomenal. They're, they're doing this really unique concept of education out in California at that school. The, the name of the school is escaping me right now, but I donate to that because I'm like, wow, just to have you know, young, I mean, elementary school age children just approaching education, approaching what they want to learn is just cool to see because you never know the trajectory that's going to take them in their lives, having that experience at such a young age. And then you're sitting next to someone The I sat next to a, an older couple that were from, I believe it was from Arizona. And just, again, just great conversations. I think one of the best things, because now since all my grandparents have passed, the best things I remember about them were the conversations, right? So you don't want to isolate them in communities that are right now within just say community, because I feel like that's the value they're bringing is maybe it's not working anymore because they, they have worked for so long, but the wisdom and experience that they've seen in their lifetime is where I think their value is tremendous. I wish now being 33, I can have so many conversations with my two grandfathers that right. Sadly, now I can't, but now being 33, I'm like, man, I wish I could pick their brain about yeah. all the things I'm going through. And that's where like to isolate them, you're doing a disservice, like you said, to the younger generations who can really benefit from that wisdom and experience. Yeah, absolutely. So um, interestingly enough, um, so you said you donated to that uh, school, right? I did as well. And as a result, I'm going to an event in a couple of weeks. Are you going to that event as well? Oh, awesome. No, actually, I don't, I, I haven't followed up. So I don't even know about the event. That's awesome. So what's going on? Oh, well, uh, so um, it was one of the speakers. And he said, if you donated a certain amount to this, uh, the school, then he would match it and you'd get an opportunity to uh, um, have a training with him. It's like a mastermind, actually. It's 15 people oh. in his home. And it's two days and it was really phenomenal. So um, I did that. Oh, awesome. Now, this did it occur already? You know, you're going to this, this... I'm going in a couple of weeks, but, um, you know, when we finish, I'll give you the information because mm -hmm. I don't know if... Um, I, I know the one for in a couple of weeks is filled, but I know he's going to have them into next year. So I don't know. I'll give you the information. Maybe there's a way for... Okay. I don't know what you donated, but maybe there's a way to still do that. I don't know. Oh, awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, I, I mean, it's, um, I think it's going to be very, very valuable. He's a, he's a major speaker, motivational speaker, 
And um, I think two days with someone like that will be incredible. Oh, for sure. Tons of value. Yeah, tons of value. And so it, it's just this very thing, just like what we're talking about. Um, this came from children, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think what 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 Gregory has created in Secret Knock and saying, okay, this is not just for people of this age or or these businesses or this kind of thing. It's it, it's it's just phenomenal. And um, it's really all encompassing. It's all encompassing. And then actually, you and I didn't meet at the main event. We made we met at a luncheon that was after the last day of the event, right? And um, it was, uh, Bill Walsh was uh, having this luncheon and you got up to speak about something and that's how, that's how I learned about what you were doing and I approached you. So I encourage listeners to be open. It doesn't matter what age anybody is. Keep your eyes open, keep your ears open because you never know what valuable connection you can make and how you can benefit from it. It never hurts to say hi to someone sitting at your table. Yeah, absolutely. So I think on that note, um, we're going to be done for today. But David, I mean, thanks so much. We covered so much ground. I think it was just so helpful. And I'm sure the listeners got a lot of benefit from it. So thanks so much for taking the time to be with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, folks. It was a pleasure. So please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And this is Phyllis Amon signing off. Please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.